0: For being a part of the show. Welcome, Outcast. How's it going, Weirdo? Ron DeSantis. There's no way Florida will support WHO's global pandemic treaty. This from Breitbart. Apparently Mr. DeSantis listens to the perfect storm because last night we discussed it. Actually JD Farrag, my who's quickly becoming my favorite pastor in Hawaii. There's a Bible prophecy segment, and last night I played the entire important, juicy part of the WHO and the Global Pandemic Treaty, and how they are currently trying to come up with documentation that will override every country in the world. So if they say, put on a mask, you got to do it, and the United States is part of it you got to take the injection because they said so you got to take the injection Ron DeSantis no way one of the many things I love about living in God's waiting room there's no way Florida will ever support the World Health Organization pandemic treaty Florida, Ron DeSantis said on Monday quote we in Florida there's no way we'll ever support this WHO thing that's not gonna happen no way the said during a press conference in Cape Coral Florida but you saw I mean you saw a lot of these elites advocate very pernicious policies he added noting that part of the reason people want to move here is because we rejected those policies but they advocated very pernicious policies including locking kids out of school the remarks followed news of the W.H.O pushing for ratification of a slippers-backed global pandemic treaty, which would give the WHO tremendous increases in power and funding, transferring much of the authority for a pandemic control from member nations to the UN agency, according to Breitbart. Article 9 of the Slippers Administration proposed IHR amendment, simply strikes out the existing requirement for the WHO to consult with in attempt to obtain verification from the state party. In other words, they can do whatever they want. While he's still governor, I know some of you are always in that PSYOP mode, I like him. The only pastor I like right now is J.D. Farrag, and the only politician I like is Ron DeSantis. That's it. I'm very picky. As you know, the clips we play here on the big show, Jeff Berwick, the dollar vigilante, J.D. Farrar, and my favorite chick, Sherry Tenpenny. We'll have her coming up shortly. Love it. Over 200 people being monitored for monkeypox in Massachusetts. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention has issued a travel alert over the alarming spread of monkeypox, while confirming that more than 200 people are being tracked in Massachusetts, having been in contact with the first confirmed patient in the U.S. The CDC released the Level 2 alert late Monday, advising people to practice enhanced precautions and warning that it's fatal in as many as 1 to 11 percent of people who become infected and now 200 people in Massachusetts being monitored for possibly having
1: monkeypox. Tommy Tommy, did you hear the did you hear the news? Yeah, Donnie. Donnie got the monkeypox. Yeah, Tommy. Tommy, listen. Donnie, Donnie got the monkeypox. He was over at Fenway Park eating a hot dog It fell on the ground, and he picked it up, and apparently some monkey pox got on it. And now he's got monkey pox. What do you mean what's monkey pox? It's it's a pox. You know what a pox is? It's, It's a pox. He's got monkey pox. He's got all the side effects of monkey pox. He wants to throw his feces at people when they walk by. That's what a monkey does. Monkeypox.
0: Speaking of Boston, Steven Tyler, he's from Boston. Aerosmith, they're from Boston. Steven Tyler just checked himself into rehab after a drug relapse. Twami,
1: I mean, Donnie, Steven Tyler, checked himself into rehab. No, he doesn't have monkeypox. He's just a drunk. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe not. Maybe he's a drug addict. I don't know. Steven Tyler has relapsed and voluntarily checked into rehab. This is according to his Aerosmith bandmates. Quote, as many of you know, our beloved brother Stephen has worked on his sobriety for many years. The band wrote of the singer, aged 74, in a joint statement. <laughs> After foot surgery, to prepare for the stage and the necessity of pain management during the process... He recently relapsed and voluntarily entered a treatment program to concentrate on his health and recovery. The statement concluded by sharing Aerosmith's plans to cancel the first set of their Las Vegas residency for the dates in June of July, June and July. The decision will allow Tyler to focus on his well-being. I don't know. I was listening to Aerosmith before the show. One of my favorite tunes is. Um, No more, no more. That's got to be from 1975's Toys in the Attics." 80, 90, 105. That's 40, almost 50 years. Dude, at age 74, if you're relapsing, what are you doing? Come on, man. Really? I guess. I mean, I'm not going to judge, but getting a desire chip at 74. Oof. Uh, let's see here. Henry Kissinger tells Ukraine it should give Russia territory to find a peace deal. Henry Kissinger said that the West should stop trying to inflict a crushing defeat on Russia and suggested that Ukraine should give up territory. Former U.S. Secretary of State Mr. Kissinger, 98. 98. When he was working as Secretary of State, during the Nixon administration, I thought he looked old then. And then would be 1972. 98. Former U.S. Secretary of State Henry Kissinger, 98, told the World Economic Forum held in Davos, Switzerland, that Ukraine must begin negotiations before it creates upheavals and tensions that will not be overcome. Quote, ideally, the dividing line should be a return to the status quo ante. Pursuing the war beyond the point would not be about the freedom of Ukraine, but the new war against Russia itself, he told Conference on Monday. By the way, that voice is nothing like Putin's. It came as Ukrainian President Zelensky said in a powerful speech to open this week's Davos summit in Switzerland that brute force will once again rule the world if Russia's invasion of Ukraine is allowed to go unanswered. He told delegates that their summit will become pointless if Putin is allowed to win the war because he's not interested in our thoughts and brute force does not talk, it kills. Mr. Kissinger said it would be fatal for the West to get swept up in the Mood of the moment, and forget Russia's position with you. Yeah, it does sound like Putin. <laughs> I don't really care about the news stories. I just care about the voices. Ukraine Intelligent Chief Putin survived assassination attempt two months ago from London. The head of Ukraine's defense intelligence claimed that Russian President Vladimir Putin survived an assassination attempt two months ago. Speaking to the Ukrainian news outlet Pravda Ukraine, Major General of 12 Consonants said there's an unsuccessful attempt against the Kremlin's leader. There was uh, at the start of Russia's brutal invasion of its neighbor. He said Putin was assassinated. Well, no, he wasn't. He was even attacked in the line of, they say. Whatever. It's all BS. I don't listen to anything about this war. Can't believe I did two stories on it. Trying to avoid it like the plague. I'm trying to avoid the war like monkeypox. Twamy. Did you hear? Dorny's got. Yeah, the perfect storm.
1: Dorny's got pox. Stormy gave Dorny. Monkey pox. It's <laughs> your cousin Brucey. Did you give me the monkey pox, me Did you? It's <laughs> your cousin Brucey. You want to sing along with cousin Brucey? I see you making the face. Come sing along. Come on. It's <laughs> your cousin Brucey, did, you give me the mon- did you give me the monkey pox? <laughs> <laughs> oh!
0: me Stormy gave Dwayne the monkey pox. Hmm. Apparently, from what I understand, it's a um, a gay thing. I don't know. It doesn't seem to be right considering Pride Month is coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I can't take anything serious anymore. Over the weekend, my son came up to me, and he has a telescope. He took a picture of the uh, blood moon lunar eclipse, and he showed it to me, and I said, oh, okay. He said, doesn't that mean anything to you? I thought this was all your life, all this stuff. I said, whatever. He was kind of shocked. It's my new attitude. I've given you all the information. I've made the book available forever, for free, you can still go to the website.
1: Hi, I'm Tucker Rooney.
0: Did you ever wonder why he put the book up for so long? That's because he thought maybe it wasn't going to be available anymore. But it turns out that it is. You can still get the book at Amazon.
1: So you can find a one-chapter preview at Morningstarstale.com. That's Morningstarstale.com. And if you ever wondered what's in the rest of the book, you can go buy it, you cheap bastard. Thank you. I'm Tucker Rooney.
0: Tucker, don't be swearing at the audience. I can do whatever I want. I'm dead. But half of me isn't, because half of me is Tucker, and the other half is Rooney, so I'm half dead. It's kind of like I got a graphene oxide injection and that I'm a zombie right now. I'm zombie Rooney. Reel it back in, young fella. Bill Nye the science guy accused of selling out to Coca-Cola, Bill Nye, the science guy, accused of selling out to Coca-Cola by greenwashing his problematic track record of dumping plastic, apparently the dude is getting paid by Coke, the video titled Coca-Cola Company and Bill Nye Demystify Recycling. In the promotional clip, Nye describes how the good people of Coca-Cola are dedicating themselves to addressing our global plastic waste problem. I bring up that story to bring you the backstory of who Bill Nye is. He's one of the gatekeepers. He's even admitted, I remember the video where he said, we live in a closed system. But he is, as Neil deGrasse Tyson is, at the forefront of pushing back against the truth. And he's had it with flat earthers and other science deniers. While humanity is landing robots on Mars and even breaking open the mysteries of the universe, he read, there continues to be a social trend of what we call science denialism, from the opposition of hand-washing in the 1800s to modern-day climate deniers, anti-maskers, and flat earthers. That sounds like those are all things that I am. Or people that actually do believe the planet is flat. And it's not, said the article. Said Bill Nye, quote, the flat earthers, the anti-vaxxers, the anti-maskers are not on board with the progress of
1: science.
0: And the thing is, it affects all of us. When you deny the body of knowledge that's been discovered through the process of science, you know you're holding us all back, and this is why it's such an important time. Oh, you mean like when we go to the North Pole? Oh, wait, we can't. That's a. Le- oh, how about the South Pole? Oh, we can't go there either, the Antarctic Treaty. That's because of science. They just want you to know the truth. The truth is the earth is flat. Bill Nye said, quote, there are people running around in the United States or in the world or on the electric Internet. Really? Those are the words? Thinking out loud that the earth might be flat. I don't think it's flat. I know it's flat. What? He said. It's the 21st century. Just that anybody would even joke about it is weird. Well, I am the king of weird. Welcome to the show, Bill. And so this anti-science movement that we have in the U.S., well, in the Western world right now, it's bad for everyone. I didn't know that. You mean bad for the $58 million that NASA gets a day from the taxpayers? Allegedly. He said that's why we did, or we did, the show, The Science Guy, years ago out of concern for the future of the U.S. He added that we all depend on science behind Genetically modified food. Wow. He said, I'm excited about the future. I mean, when young people are running the show, things are going to improve very rapidly. But as you know, as we always say, it's going to be a close call. (laughs) Okay, Bill. Whatever you say, buddy. I've also been going back and forth with another listener about the flat earth. She's wondering about True north, magnetic north, and the fact that it allegedly keeps moving. I don't even care. It's the same response I had to my son over the weekend. I'm kind of done with the flat earth. It's fascinating. I'll still promote the book, but I'm not going to try to convince you anymore. Believe whatever the hell you want. I don't care. It's great getting old. 65, my I don't give a damn, has really kicked in. Here's one from a listener. I went across Nebraska Friday, and I thought you were right about the flat Earth, but then I got to Colorado. (laughs) That's pretty funny. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) It's not that kind of flat. It's kind of a different kind of flat, but I appreciate the help. I really do. Hey, speaking of uh, NASA, uh, they're having spacesuit problems. I don't know if you heard about this. Uh, The spacesuit problem is forcing NASA to pause its ISS spacewalks. That's because the ISS spacewalks are done in a water tank. And apparently these uh, uniforms are not waterproof. You know, when you watch the video and you see the bubbles, someone will ask the question, why are there bubbles in space? Next question. The International Space Station spacesuits may finally be Retired, NASA has paused all international spacewalks following a water leak. Well, they're even admitting it. A water leak. Shouldn't it be a space leak? A vacuum leak? No, a water leak in one of the astronauts' elements. Uh, This isn't the first time the aging spacesuits have sprung a leak. I could have sworn when they went up there, they were going into space. Maybe they got on the other side of the sea firmament dome and actually found the greater sea. Oh no, I see. Okay, they're in a tank of water and they got the CGI Earth behind them. Huh. According to NASA, the spacesuit is literally the difference between being able to breathe and being lost in the vacuum of space. Huh. So confusing. Now Andy, did you hear about this one? The
1: perfect
2: storm! ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else, tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD 602-799-8214.
3: You know that nothing beats a storable food stockpile for readiness. But there are two problems with storable food. It's expensive, and eventually, it runs out. Then what? What happens to you or your family when there's not enough food to go around? In a true survival scenario, you need a renewable food source. That's why Seed Armory has developed a survival grade seed vault that can produce over $25,000 worth of crops from just one kit. Unlike other seed vaults, we don't inflate our seed counts with fillers. All our seeds are 100% heirloom and non-GMO. Not a green thumb? Don't worry. We've written an easy to follow guide to guarantee your success from planting to harvest. For a limited time, We're offering an additional 10% off your order when you enter the code RBN at checkout. Go to SeedArmory.com. That's SeedArmory.com. Don't wait. Like everything else, seeds are in short supply.
0: appreciate you checking out the show each and every night. I can't tell if your typing is going over the air, Mike, but uh, I can hear it. I don't know. EU advises countries to plan vaccines for monkeypox outbreak. The European Center for Disease Prevention and Control has told states to prepare strategies to counter the spread of monkeypox, including Vaccination. In a report published, the EU organization said countries should update their contact tracing mechanisms, their diagnostic capacity. Basically, what they're saying is, you know those vaccine passports we had, like Excelsior in New York? Yeah, just blow the dust off of those, because we're going to bring them back for monkeypox. Can't wait. Going to be great. Imagine the compliance Pfizer CEO pitched Davos Elites on Wi-Fi microchips. If we flash back to 2018, Pfizer CEO Albert Bruglia dazzled his audience in 2018 at the World Economic Forum with fantasies of ingestible computer chips that signal authorities when the drug has been taken. Well, apparently he's upgraded his technology. Because now they're talking about Wi-Fi transmitters that, in fact, you'll be able to transmit that you've taken your medicine. So good for him. And we'll get a little weird here. Black-eyed children, hybrid beings via Zohar Originals. As you know, black-eyed children or black-eyed kids are in urban legend of supposed paranormal creatures that resemble children between the ages of 6 and 16 with pale skin and black eyes who are reportedly seen hitchhiking or panhandling or are encouraged to knock on doors of residential homes. Well, apparently there's a clip associated with this that I have no other information. Well, that worked out well. (laughs) Uh, And just one more. And this has nothing to do with anything, but it gets back to my thesis. Don't get in a relationship. Don't get married. Billionaire John Paulson and his wife in bitter battle over billions. Hedge funder John Paulson's divorce has taken a nasty turn after his wife, Jenny Paulson, turned down a whopping settlement said to be worth billions this woman turned down billions page six exclusively exclusively revealed last september that john was getting an epic divorce after 21 years of marriage he's worth more than four billion and there's no prenup now jenny age 50 has terminated all private settlement decisions and chosen to go back to court to fight the guy. By the way, there's a 16-year age difference. That's a biggie. This sets the stage for an epic divorce battle over his billions and their extensive property holdings. How much is enough? I keep remembering that line in the movie Wall Street with Charlie Sheen. How many boats are enough? How many mansions? What does it profit a man? All that money. For what? John's lawyer, Bill Zabayi, adds People have been astounded by the generosity of Mr. Paulson's offers, which would have given Mrs. Paulson far more than what is required by the law. Her greed has created an insurmountable obstacle to settlement. They're arguing over billions. John created a non amenable trust over 20 years ago for the purpose of protecting their children. Now his wife wishes to seize the assets of that. It's just one of those things where you don't root for anybody. It's kind of like the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard hearings. I really can't get on either person's side. They're both Hollywood elites. I don't care. Unless I can get a good parody song out of it or a joke. It's all stupid. Here's an email from a listener. Good evening, my friend. Does NASA have a way to make these astronauts who float around in their underwear have negative gravity in Houston? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I like the, the new space suits that uh, SpaceX wears when they don't go to outer space. They have, uh, it looks like the kind of boots you use to mow your lawn so you don't get bit by fire ants. I mean, they're not really space outfits, not that there is any space. They're kind of something you would wear to a Halloween party. No, I don't know. Uh, The perfect storm. (laughs)
4: It's the best around. And be sure to stop by our store. It's loaded with items that'll have you feeling a sense of member pride and victory. Come unite with us today at TLBtalk.com and join the social media revolution.
5: Are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs? For some, the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare. You can try hemp paste for the price of a cup of coffee by going to rbnhemppaste.com and ordering a trial pack of Happy Packets for $5 with free shipping. That's rbnhemppaste.com.
6: I'm Peter Serafine with today's Liberty Minute. After spending all day yesterday at the polls for the Pennsylvania primary election, I am more convinced than ever that the primary process is partisan just for the sake of being partisan. I was surprised by the number of independent voters who showed up just to be turned away because they can't vote in closed primary. I find it odd that the voters' political party affiliation is called out for everyone to hear. I still believe that government should have nothing to do with primaries at all. Primary elections are how private organizations choose their candidates. Government should not be involved until the general elections. The entire primary process is nothing but a system put in place by Democrats and Republicans to maintain their control and the illusion of a two-party system. Find more news and commentary at liberty-lighthouse.com. Until tomorrow, see this Packham Parabellum.
0: Outcast. Good to have you on board. The long nightmare of the water filter is over. If you'll rewind with me to Mother's Day, I decided to get my mother one of those fancy water filter distiller thingies. It didn't work because... You're supposed to soak them a few times, the filters, to get out all the stuff before it works. Well, I couldn't get out the taste, so I called them, I emailed the manufacturer, and they were nice enough to send me two new filters, and I ran them through the faucets like five times, and it worked. So my mom came over today and picked up the filter, but I had to spend about a half hour explaining how it works. Okay, so you have two containers, and they hold the same amount of water. Okay, two containers. and they... Now, if you pour too much water in one container, it'll flood the other one, and that's why it flooded last time. Okay? What? Exactly. Sherry Tenpenny warns about the dangers of transhumanism in a post-COVID society. She had a recent conversation with Mike Adams. Let's hear what they said. Here's Sherry Tenpenny.
7: I think this was maybe... Seven years ago, six, seven years ago, Glenn Beck put out a book called Agenda 21, and I think it was, he was just the publisher and he had his name on it. But it was all about exactly what, what exactly what you just said—that people um, no longer had jobs. Their job at home was their job was to stay at home, and they had to walk on a treadmill every day to generate a certain amount of electricity for their house. And it also based on that uh, amount of le- of, of, gener- of electricity that they generated for their house that that also an excess pl- supply went out into the community. And based on that excess supply was based on the amount of calories that they were given. And they were given it a little box of cubes of like a protein thing or something like that. And if you didn't burn more calories, it was calories in calories out. And if you didn't burn more than that in a given day um, you, you couldn't get your food. Well, it was a novel. It was fiction, but Sometimes truth is stranger than fiction. And here we are now with all of these things. And, Mike, what surprises me, and I'm sure it does you, too, on all of this, number one is how quickly they brought down the the cage doors. And the second thing is how few people actually stood up and said, wait a minute, wait. There were hardly any. And I, like you, I would say in the first couple weeks, I didn't, I wasn't a month for me, but I would say in the first couple of weeks, I I was like, well, you know, they've been calling for a global pandemic. The first global pandemic WHO documents were released in 1999. So they've been trying to do this for a while with SARS and MERS and bird flu and H1N1. And so, so it doesn't surprise me that they're doing this again, but let's just make sure that it's a virus and it's not like, look at this virus, but it's really sarin gas or something that's going on, you know? And so let's, you know, like everything is like, look over here, look over here, look over here, but what's really happening is over here. Right. And so, but I would say that by the second week in March, I was loudly saying, listen, stop you know so i remember where i was standing the first time i heard the word social distancing i said oh please god tell me that this is not going to be part of our lexicon that everybody talks about really yeah. this, no, is gonna it, be, it, this is going to be this is going to be then they started using the term new normal no 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 please don't let that be part of our lexicon well here we are
8: well it should be called first of all antisocial distancing because that's what it really is yeah and uh you're right it, it is shocking how quickly this happened and and again you're right. Also, for a period of time, I was willing to follow the precautionary principle to, you know, to, to, to do the lockdown, stop the travel for 30 days. Let's see what's going on, because by all accounts, you know, potentially millions of people had died in China that were being covered up. We, we didn't know the exact number yet. And we also knew. I mean, I knew early on this was a biological weapon. I mean, that was clear. That this, this thing was engineered and that's why it was virulent. That's why it attached to, you know, certain receptor sites, uh, in, in the human lungs. And because it's engineered, you know, it can have a lot of gain of function properties that are very dangerous, but those, those properties are also lost very quickly in the wild over time through host adaptation. So, and I think that, that's where we are now. So it was really dangerous at first and now it has become drastically less dangerous. Which is showing up in the data. But, but the media is still acting like this is day one. That's the thing. There's no adaptation to our response to it. And it begs the question. And here's my question to you. How long do they think they can continue, continue to demand, uh, the, the lockdowns and the compliance and this, the social distancing? I mean, they could push this for years.
7: They're going to do it as long as we agree to be obedient they're going to do it as long as we comply they're going to do it as long as they can get away with it and they and i think the plan is at least 2 years you know and they will so, destroy
8: human society in 2 years
7: i know that's the point and so I, you know, my whole thing, and I, I made this decision a couple months ago now that I was going to throw my, you know, all the stuff that as, as I've done in the last 10 years and 40, 40,000 40, hours of my life about showing problems associated with vaccines. I've sort of sidestepped this particular vaccine right now because so much of it is still in flux. And there's other people that are covering it pretty thoroughly, like Judy Mikovits and, you know, Rashid Buttar is covering it really thickly. And, and so I really decided that to me, what was more important right now than, than the vaccine issue was the mask issue because they tried to separate us into two categories between vaccinated and unvaccinated, and that didn't work very well because you could be unvaccinated and say, yeah, I got the vaccine, and who would know? But this is an external manifestation of distancing and labeling. Who's gonna comply, who's in, and who's out? Who's the rebel, and who's part of the people that are gonna be obedient? Who's the people that are part of the resistance, and who's the people that are just gonna go along to get along? And it's an external manifestation. And what it is is social conditioning social separation, it's it's causing a great division and divide, and now it's being incorporated into things like a fashion statement. You know, you can get you can get a cloth one that matches your purse or matches your shirt. I mean now we 're trying to like incorporate it into those sorts of spaces, and with that and let you know you know if I could have a, a global call to action, it would be for the entire world that 's willing to do it and if we could get fifty one percent of the people organized to say we 're going to have a three day mask moratorium on the entire planet and it 's sort of like when Jesus died and he went went you know went down into the earth, he came back in three days and he had risen again, and there was something different that had happen. I mean, if we could get a three-day moratorium that maybe people wouldn't die, maybe people would understand that the hypnotic trance that they have over the entire world has been broken. If we could get that piece broken, um, then maybe, just maybe, we've got a chance that we when we pull the spiritual aspect into this battle because we're fighting powers and principalities here Mike they we're never going to win this human to human they have us outnumbered outmoneyed, outpowered outmediated social a uh, uh, social engineered um censored all this other stuff you know we have to pull in the spiritual parts of this battle but i believe that we have to do our part too and if we can it can also get people to understand that the mask is the is is the it's like it's like being branded. It's like having a hot branding iron on you saying, you have now complied. You are the resistance.
8: Well, to to play devil's advocate here a little bit, if people were going to resist this ever, they, it seems like more would have already done so. I mean, people, the sheeple have gone along with this uh, so completely where you know maybe half the population is ready and willing to take that vaccine shot and more than half are ready and willing to to co- submit to mask mandates not just voluntary mask wearing but mask mandates i mean you got people wearing masks in their own private cars we see this on the road right and i just laugh i'm like what are you doing you're, you're wearing talking a about mask-
7: you're supposed to wear masks when you have sex yeah yeah i mean and it's like wait a minute well, wait stop I mean, <laughs> what's next? You've know,
8: you got to wear a mask when you're on a toilet in your own house or something. You are know? talking
7: about, I heard Christian Northrup talk about that they're having women wear masks in labor and delivery now.
8: How are you supposed to breathe through that uh, and when, during and childbirth? And when the
7: baby comes out, what's the first thing a baby sees? A masked face.
8: Oh, oh my.
7: You know, and so I agree with you that if, if, uh, you know... If people, well, were going to, if people were going to resist, they would have done it by now. And what I hear the most from people is even the people, they think it's silly. They kind of think it's ridiculous. They go, it's only a mask. And I think the take-home message is it's much more than
8: only a mask. Yeah, well, it, it, it has become clear that, that that's where this is going. I mean, again, early on, you know, I wasn't opposed to voluntary mask wearing Uh, because there are elements of this that are airborne, but the mandates is, is really where they're getting the leverage on this. Because, like you say, if they can force you to wear a mask, even in your own private home or your own private car, or for eight hours a day at work, you know, you're not supposed to be wearing these masks for eight hours a day. Even surgeons, when they wear them, you know, that's like a 90 minute procedure, and then they take the mask off, you know, surgery's done, you get a break from it. You know, even the surgeons know that. You don't do like an eight hour surgery with the same mask on.
7: And the cloth masks are the worst. They're the ones that get wet the fastest. They're the ones that that now hold the, the bacteria and the viruses that are coming out of your mouth into the mask that you're inhaling back in. It's changing the pH of the microbiome in the mouth. It's causing this thing called mask mouth. It's it's like sp- literally spitting on your face all day long as that mask gets wet. It's spitting and, and just like, and so now they've got this thing called mask dermatitis that's generally staph and strep because you've really? been spitting on your face all day long. Which is what it's actually doing. And people don't wash them. They, you know, they wear the same one all day long. And even surgeons that are in really long surgeries, that once they notice that the mask is starting to get a little bit moist, they will break scrub, they'll go out, they'll re-scrub, they'll put on a fresh, clean dry masks right. and come back in to a surgical suite that has increased oxygenation, that has a, a high pressure suction that's taking um, that's cleaning out the room. And right. they're in a sterile environment right here. They're in a sterile zone. They're not out walking down the street or they're not in a restaurant or they're not having customers coming at you all day long.
8: Very good point. I'm glad you brought that up. That that's, that's actually crucial to this argument. The, the other thing I want to add to this is that, you know, early on, uh, when they were first advocating the masks, remember that that's when there were mask shortages. In fact, there are still shortages. And so, for example, even our operation, uh, our, our Health Rangers store, our warehouse and manufacturing, we're in a county that continues to have a mask mandate for all workers. And yet we couldn't get the masks that we needed to cover everybody with a fresh mask every day. But the county forced us to, to have people wearing masks. But then the supply isn't there, and then the federal government goes out, and they arrest people in New York who were, were, uh, investing in inventory of masks so that they could sell those masks for a profit. So the government comes along and says, you can't sell masks because that's hoarding. No, it's called inventory, you know? And then, <laughs> and, and, and <laughs> they did this. They arrested people for, for having masks, you know? And then, we were, I had, we were contacted by a company in Hong Kong. It's like, we can sell you half a million masks. Do you want them? And uh, my wife and I were like, no way. People are getting arrested now for having masks in their warehouses because the government's insane. Right. So we said, no, we're not going to import those.
7: It's just like from the very beginning when they made this line in the sand and they were trying to decide what was an essential and what was a non-essential business. I said, obviously, the people who are making these decisions are bureaucrats that have never run a business in their life, because if by definition, if you have a non-essential business, you have no customers and you don't have a business. And so, I mean, think about that. A non-essential business means nobody wants your service. (laughs) True. You you know, and if somebody's willing to pay for your time or your product, then to that customer base, you are an essential service. And so a lot, all of these crazy decisions that somebody out there, somebody made, and people went, wait a minute, I put my whole life savings into this business. I have hundreds of people that come in here every day to get their hair done or their nails done or to get their dog groomed or whatever it is what do you mean i'm not an essential business and you're shutting me down
8: but you know it's it's not only that but you're absolutely right in what you said but then after that shutdown began then the government the senate and president trump signed legislation to start paying money to people who were at home unemployed and it turns out the money they were getting was way more than what anybody could make Uh, working a a minimum wage labor job even it was more than like fifteen dollars an hour so then what happened is operations that that are involved in food which includes our company and many others you know meat packing plants out there and so on grocery stores whatever they couldn't get workers so you start having food supply disruptions because the government's paying people to stay home and not work because they're making more money to not work so what do they do with the time on their hands They take to the streets and burn down America's cities. You know, this is the genius of government. I tell you, you know what the the non-essential organization should be in this country? is government. (laughs) Amen. That's who we should be shutting down. Amen, absolutely. Get them out of the way and let, let us entrepreneurs and small business owners actually conduct business. We can get food to people. We can get masks to people if they want them. We can get nutrition to people. We can solve all the supply problems if we're not, you know, hunted down and and criminalized by the government for doing our jobs.
7: Yeah, that's that's really well spoken, really well said and absolutely like I've not I've not heard anybody else say that, Mike. And I think that you're absolutely right. The non-essential business should be government.
8: There you go. (laughs) Because who needs those bureaucracies? Who needs really? What are they doing for us?
7: And it, and you didn't see them, you know, taking any time off. You didn't see any food. Just didn't see them being forced to wear masks. You know, right. it's um, I don't know. I just hope that people, you know, that I've spread and you know, I've done 170 some interviews since April. Wow. And, and to put that in context, I usually do about 35 a year. So I've done 170 in six months. I usually do about 35 a year. And so um, and I know that there's been a lot of other people like yourself and people that have Really been trying to get this information out to people and get people to take action, but it's more now than just information. I mean, people have to have to fear the feel the fear and do it anyways. They have to stand yeah. and move forward. You know that's what faith is all about, right? Feel the fear the feel the fear and do it anyways. You know and say, okay, God, you said you're with me. I'm doing it. You know. Yeah. And so um, if you because if you, it's just a bunch of information and a bunch of people sitting around going, yeah, yeah, I get it and that's all the farther they go with it, we're gonna have this, you know, they're already talking about permanent lifetime masks, forever. I've read that in several different places, lifetime mandates, and it's just not Biden saying it. It's a few other people that are saying things like that. They're already, like you said, the New England Journal of Medicine article that says people who, and I've seen it in more than one place, people who want to refuse this vaccine should be severely punished. And that was the phrase, severely punished. Um, For a medical procedure that could kill you, if you don't want to volunteer for that, then you need to be severely punished. Well, let me see. Where do I land on that scale? Yeah. You know, so people have got, you know, hopefully they will take this information and get empowered and do something and move forward, or we might as well stop talking about it.
8: You know? Well, the, the, the system has been weaponized against humanity. Uh, the, the vaccine industry, in my opinion, it, it is a weapon against humanity. The media is the enemy of humanity with deliberate disinformation. The science journals have been weaponized to misinform deliberately for example, on hydroxychloroquine, you know, the Lancet published a totally faked, rigged science. They knew it was faked. They knew the data were bad, and they published it anyway. So uh, science has abandoned science. You know, uh, journalism has abandoned journalism. Medicine has abandoned medicine. And so, so here we are. And and the big agenda in all this, I'm convinced. I'm not. I'm not putting words in your mouth, but I'm convinced this is a global depopulation uh, event. This is about crushing and exterminating billions of people. This is how it starts.
7: I I agree with you, and it's interesting, and people have asked me about that, and have asked me about that on and off in in, um, interviews over the years. And even though... If you and I were out having a, you know, having a beer somewhere talking about it, I'd have been, yeah, I, you and I could talk about it endlessly then. I wasn't really big on talking about it publicly until now. And the reason for that is that because all of the, to, of the 20 years I've been doing this, you know, it's really hard to get people to go from, yes, I trust my doctor and I'm going to vaccinate to just the next step over, which is ask what's coming through that needle. Just yeah. the question, it's a big leap for people to go that, that distance. Now, if you take it to the next level and say, yeah, and oh, by the way, they weaponize vaccines. It's a bioweapon. And the real intent is to take out large swaths of humanity. It's intended to harm you so that they could sell you an entire book of business and, and maintain their trillion dollar industry. It's intended to harm you or kill you. I mean, that's a huge leap for most people. And so, yeah. but now when they actually see what's happening You know, now they're closer to where we can actually talk about the depopulation agenda. You know, I I did an interview um, a couple of weeks ago with uh, Rocco Galati from uh, Canada. You know, the lawyer that's suing every that uh, he's a constitutional lawyer in Canada, and he's always only ever sued government. And it was very revealing to me, Mike. He said a few things that I had not heard anywhere else. And one of them was that he he said that inside this globalist agenda that they are because of the transhumanism movement and where they're wanting to move with this with artificial intelligence that they are intending to have somewhere between four and five billion with a B four and five billion people within the next teen, next fifteen years to be unemployed because we're going to have robotics. And we're going to have transhumanism, transhuman, humans, transhumans that don't need to sleep and they can just work like little worker bees. So they can't possibly afford to have four billion people sitting around trying to rail against them. So food control, water control, depopulation agenda, microchipping, social credit scores, you know, EMF, 5G, radiation, all this other stuff is a way to nullify or eliminate a sizable portion of the planet. So the ones that are left can just be like Manchurian candidates that they control.
8: Yep. Yep. And they, they, they poison the food supply with herbicides and pesticides. They poison the water with fluoride. They poison the airwaves with 5G electromagnetism, uh, and, and they poison medicine with these toxic vaccines that are grand experiments or or, or worse. Um, well, look, we're up at the top of the hour here, Dr. Tenpenny. This has been a fascinating conversation. We'll have to do it again sooner than than the the gap we we had you know before this. It's been too long <laughs> yes. since we have talked
7: it has been a long time
8: um, it has but uh, i want to remind our viewers to check out your website courses4mastery.com using the numeral four we'll, we'll put it on the screen courses and also to uh, check out your instagram account which is dr tenpenny and that's dr the short version of dr dr tenpenny and uh folks share this video everywhere uh because this, this would be banned on YouTube. We're not even going to try to post it there. But uh, thank you so much, Dr. Tenpenny, for joining me today. We've got to do this again soon.
7: You're welcome, Mike, and thank you. And I do want to say one encouraging word, because it, like I said, this can just be pretty dark and I don't want people walking away going, "Then you know, why bother? You know, really, it, it's it, the Margaret Mead quote that says it only takes a small set of dedicated humans to change the world. Indeed, it's the only thing that ever has. So we don't need every single person trying to make a difference or to change or to be on a stage. We need a core set of people that are not willing to give up. And to just keep going forward and put God in the middle of it, because with God all things are possible
8: we will we will pray to God, but we 're also going to practice self defense uh, against this this insanity. Um, you know, thank God for the Second Amendment, I say because uh, uh, things are getting crazy in in this world right now, but uh, you know in America, I think we have a better chance to get through this than in any country in the world. We still have the ability to, to you and I can have this conversation without being hauled off into a gulag death camp and uh, even though we're banned everywhere, we've got our own platforms, right? Right, exactly. And we can defend ourselves with the Second Amendment. And we can grow our own food. We can buy nutritional supplements if we want to. We, we can protect our health. And that's, just those things right there are not readily available around the world. So we're better off than most. Exactly. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Tenpenny.
7: Thank you so much for having me, Mike. It's been a pleasure.
8: All right. I enjoyed it, too. Take
5: care.
4: EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows
2: too.
7: EaseOff, LLC, 417 932 6419.
4: You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Truth, truth.